What's going on, man? It's your boy, Jay Holly, and we are back for another episode of Unfiltered with Jesse Holly, episode 56. 56. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You are far too kind. You could have been anywhere in this beautiful world, but I am so glad that you are here with me. I am Jesse Holly, the sports talk equivalent of Braille. People feel me when I speak. You guys know what you got to do. Like, subscribe, hit the notification button. Go to Fanatic Views, go to YouTube, Unfiltered with Jesse Holly. Search it out. Leave the comments, Apple, Spotify, um, uh, Mr. Fourth Along on Instagram, YouTube, I uh, know Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Reach out to me, man. I, uh, you reach out to me. I, I talk back. You talk crazy to me, I'm going to talk crazy back to you, but we're going to have the conversation. You guys know how I like to get down. I like to give my motivation at the beginning because let's be honest, most of you will not be here to the end. I am not for everybody, and that's okay. But before you go, before you depart, before you pack me up, because some of you will, find three episodes. By the time you hear this one, it's going to be 56 episodes out. Find three that you like. Give it 15 minutes apiece. 15 minutes apiece. A lot of episodes. There's guest episodes. There's Barry Church. There's Nate Newton. There's there's Jeff Cavanaugh. There's Tiffany Gomez. There'll be more. And if you don't like me, then find three more episodes. Just continue the trend until you fall in love with me. I need to be a part of your life like you need to be a part of my life. All right, man. I'm going to jump right into this thing. Let's get it going. So here is my motivation for today. Uh, if you came here for anything else besides... The wild card weekend breakdown, this might not be the show for you. This is heavy wild card breakdown. If you came, this is therapy for us. Today's going to be a therapy session. Okay? We're going to, especially those of you that are Cowboy fans, this is going to be a therapy. I know why you're here. You're here to hear the venom and the fury and the aggression, and you're ready for me to tear people to shreds. Stay tuned. Stay, buckle up. Buckle up. But here's what I got for you, the motivation that's going to start with this. And this is going to sound familiar. But I thought when I heard it then, and when I got a chance to replay it now, it, it, it rang so loud in my head, I could not get rid of it. Here is the motivation for the day. Put on the hat. You're probably saying to yourself, Jesse, what the hell are you talking about? Put on the hat. Jesse, what, what, what are you talking about? What, what are you, put on the hat. What? What? What, what hat? What hat? Scully? A fitted? A snapback? What? What? Fedora? Uh, uh, what? What? Ten gallon? What hat? Abe Lincoln's hat? What hat? Put on the hat. Jesse, why do you keep saying put on the hat? What hat? What hat are we putting on? At the end of the game, the Washington Redskins, excuse me, the Washington Commanders played the Dallas Cowboys. At the end of that game, it was all but said and done that the Dallas Cowboys had become the NFC East champions. Now, most people call this a T. T-shirt and hat game. You win the division. That is the first goal that you start out with in minicamp and in training camp. I'm going somewhere. Y'all just stay with me. Put on the hat. Put on the hat. Put on the hat. Put on the hat. And the Cowboys at the end of this game were declared the winners of the N. FC East Division. That means that you are the best in your division. And at this particular game, you are given, in the celebratory mode, you are giving a symbol of your accomplishments. A t-shirt and a hat. Now, t-shirt's a couple of bucks. Hats, couple of bucks. But in that moment, it's a moment for you to wear a symbolic, 
to wear a symbol of achievement, a symbol of the work that I put in accomplished something. And in that same time period, and I'm, this is not a shot at anyone, but it is an example, and I just have to have to use it for that example. In that example, throughout the post-game celebration of the Dallas Cowboys winning the NFC East Division Championship, Dak Prescott, who his entire life, at least the adult portion of it, he has done nothing but train himself to get to a level to be the very best at his position, to play in the league with the best of the best. It's what you do. It's the sacrifice that you give. And in that moment, when he was handed the T-shirt and the hat, he never put it on. He never allowed that moment to have its just due, even if it was just a moment. And his response was, there's more for us to do. I'm looking for the other hat. Job's not done. So the very next week, I'm going somewhere, y'all. I promise you. You lose a game. And you never get to the moment that you were talking about. Now, can you go when you win a division championship next year or the year after that or the year after that? Yeah, sure. Sure. Possible. Possible. History says that you won't. In the last 20-something years, no one has repeated as NFC East division champions. So history says next year you won't win it. But even if you did, you missed this moment. To be in a place of celebratory, of celebration, of the things that you accomplished, all the hard work, the sacrifice, the dedication, the blood, the sweat, the tears, the training camps, the, 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 the hard days, the, the film study, the, 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 the missing of this, but having to be here, this, the holidays that you don't get a chance to spend with your family because you're all of that. I'm telling you, put on the hat. Put on the hat in your life. Someone graduates first grade, put on the hat. You had a great day at work, a great week at work. You accomplished something. You, you got that paper done. Put on the hat. You finally was able to get out of debt. Put on the hat. You were finally at a place where you no longer were heavy. You finally got back down to that dress size. Put on the hat. You finished school. You got that degree. Put on the hat. You, 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 you're married. Congratulations. Put on the hat. You tried and you tried and you tried and you tried to have that baby. Miscarriage after miscarriage after miscarriage. Then you became pregnant. Put on the hat. You finished the race. Your whole life, I was going to run a half marathon. I was going to do the turkey trot. I was going to do the Ironman. I was going to do the, the gladiator warrior. You did it. Put on the hat. Even if it's just for that moment. Because tomorrow was not promised to any of us. And while we think we have more opportunities... Even though we put things on the calendar and we have schedules and we have plannings and we have appointments, tomorrow's not promised. For you, for me, for any of us. So when you have a moment, when you've accomplished something, put on the hat. You earned it. All right. All right, man, let's dive into this. Cowboys lose to the Packers. This is therapy, y'all. Welcome. Come in. Come in. Come in. Come in. Come in. Because I know why you're here. 
I know why you're here. You're saying, Jess, I I'm angry. Come on. Come on. Sit on the couch. Come on. This is this is, this is is therapy. We're going to have therapy. Let's go. Let's go. Cowboys, an embarrassing loss. Now, therapy is uncomfortable. For those of you who attend therapy, you know therapy is very uncomfortable. Sometimes in therapy, you're going to hear things that you do not want to hear. Sometimes in these therapy sessions, you're going to agree with some of the stuff. Sometimes I'm going to be stepping on some toes, and you might not agree. Sometimes it may not align with what you want to align with, but hey, that's why we're here. We're here. Come on in. Come on in. It's therapy. Yeah. If you're a Cowboy fan, it's therapy. If you're a Packers fan, you're like, ha, ha. And shout out to the Packers. To all the Packers fans, I owe you an apology. I wrote you off. Let me start there with accountability. To Packers Nation, to, to the Cheesehead Nation, to the great people of Wisconsin, and all across the country, Packers fans, I was wrong. I was unfamiliar with your game. Packers fan, I was wrong. I was unfamiliar with your game. I was unfamiliar with Jordan Love, Matt LaFleur, Romeo Dobbs, Aaron Jones, Darnell Savage, Jaya. I apologize. I was wrong. I got to eat crow. Can I get it with a side of cheese, please? Can I have my crow? I like my crow in the air fryer, 400 degrees, flip it on both sides, skin crispy now. Give me my crow. I like my skin crispy on my crow. Wouldn't mind a good piece of Swiss cheese. Slice me up some Swiss on that thing. Make me, make me a crow sandwich. Put a little tomato, put a little, you know what I'm saying? And maybe you might say to me, Jesse, you don't deserve you gotta eat it like you at like like you at the uh, 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 medieval times. You don't get no seasoning. You don't get no sasson. You don't get no 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 no. You don't get no Lowrys. You don't get no Tonys. You don't get no slap your mama. You don't get none of that. We'll we'll make the skin crispy, but you gonna eat this crow bland. Serve it up how you. All, all I ask that you make my skin crispy on my on my crow. Packers fans, serve it up however you want to serve it up to me. I deserve. There's no backing away. I stood here boastfully last week and told you this was a cakewalk. The Cowboys would come in here and do work. I was unfamiliar with your game. You showed me otherwise. You showed the world otherwise. You showed that just because we are first-year players, just second-year players or rookies, just because I've been around for three years and I finally got my start, just because all of those things, just because we were up and down throughout the season, we were growing. You said, hey, we didn't forget who owns AT&T. Y'all forgot, y'all thought because the bad man was in New York that, that, that the mojo was off of us when it came to coming down to AT&T. No, I apologize. I, Jesse Holly, the sports talk equivalent of Braille, people feel me when I speak. I was wrong. I was big wrong. I was big wrong. And not only did you pack me up, you packed the Cowboys. The Packers packed him up. They'd like to say that we were smoking on that pack. Y'all cooked the cow. Y'all were cooking on some Cowboys. So let me be the first to say to you, Packer Nation, from the bottom of my heart, I humbly apologize. I was wrong. Big wrong. I was unfamiliar with y'all game. Y'all going to be all right. Y'all going to be all right. But for the Cowboys, there's a lot of anger. And, it, and, and let me say this in a therapy session. Because a lot of you are going, I've seen you on my, on my Twitter. I've seen you. I've seen you in the comments. A lot of you are going through some things right now. I get it. You live and die with the Cowboys. 
not my cup of tea, but to each his own. Whatever floats your boat, whatever tickles your pickle, you got it. But a lot of you, you live and you die with the Cowboys. And whether they win or they lose. They win, you live great. They lose, you packed up for the week. And I just want to be, I want to be, I, listen, we're going to therapy today. And what I want you to know that there are five stages of grief. This is real. This ain't made up. This is not a Jay Holly analogy. This is a real thing. This is, you Google it. It's five stages of grief. Now, some of you are in different stages. Some of you are in a place where, you know, you're trying to put it all together. You're trying to understand it. But there are five stages of grief, and you figure out which one that you're in. Here's the five. There's denial. I think a lot of us were in that leading up to this game. And a lot of us was in that after the game was over. Utter disbelief. Denial. And this is, this is, this is, this can't be. This can't be. 48, really 48 to 16, but 48 to 32. And then there's anger. A lot of you are here. A lot of you are right here. You're angry. Michael Irvin, angry. Emmett Smith, angry. I'm sure Jerry Jones, angry. A lot of you, rightfully so, angry. Y'all do that dumb stuff where y'all bust y'all appliances up, bust your TVs up and burn. Sidebar. You got to be the dumbest person in America to bust your TV, to burn a hat, to burn a jersey, to burn a T-shirt. You pay for that, idiot. That's your money. No one, Jerry didn't give that to you. You bought that. So not only did you waste your money on buying a jersey, because I don't think men should wear jerseys, but that's a whole other course. That's a whole other another show. Grown men shouldn't wear another man's jersey. But hey, let's stop. Just but then you burn it. That's your just hundred dollars down the drain. Hat forty dollars down the drain. Anyway, there's anger. A lot of you are in this place right now. And then there's this bargaining, right? Like you're trying to you're, you're trying to put the pieces together. You're trying to say this is because of that, and that is because of this. You're bargaining with your feelings and your emotions. Some of you are there. Some of you are in the bargaining stages of grief. And then there's a depression stage. Some of you are down. I mean, down in the dumps. The days look dark. And then there's acceptance. Eventually, you'll all come around to accepting. So the Cowboys have been for the last 28 years. What will happen? You'll accept it. The loss. The embarrassment, all those things. The denial will pass, the anger will pass, the bargaining will pass, the depression will pass, and you'll accept it all. And then you'll move on. And that's what Jerry gets you. Because you'll move on, and then you'll get back to the same place of, this will be our year. But most of you, if not all of you, are in one of these five places, these five stages of grief. Come on, y'all, we go into therapy. But while we're in therapy, shout out to Dr. Herbert, my therapist, Dr. J. What up, J? We got to start blaming somebody, right? There, there needs to be the, the blame game has to come out now. And I'm with you. I'm with you, damn it. Some, someone got to get, someone got to own on, got to sit on this one. They got to own this one. And for me, let me be very clear. I exclude Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones always from the equation. Not they, they are not um, uh, complicit to all of this. They're never changing. So don't message me. Don't tell me about the Joneses. Don't tell me they need to go. Don't tell me Jerry need to give up GM ship. Don't tell me Jerry need to sell. Don't tell me that. He's never 
The only thing that is separating him from being the general manager of the Dallas Cowboys is a phone call from Jesus. When Jesus come a-calling and say, come on home, that's the only way. Other than that, he's your general manager. He is your owner. It's a family business. They ain't selling. They ain't selling. And they're not removing themselves from the process. So I automatically, I sit him aside. We don't add him into any of this equation because that is that. And that is going to be a constant until you're dead. And when your kids die, constant. And when their kids die, it's still going to be owned by the Joneses. Okay? Now, maybe years down the line, it'll change. But as of right now, at 81 years old, it's what you're dealing with. Okay? But I say it starts at the top. When your team goes out there, the number two seed in the, uh, in the conference. By the way, the Cowboys, under the new structure of the way the playoffs are formed now with the wild card, the Cowboys are the first, seven, first second seed to ever lose to a two seed. Ever. The Cowboys are also the only team in NFL history who's had three straight years of 12 wins or more to not play in a conference championship game. Yeah. It, it's bad. It's bad, bad. But I start with Mike McCarthy. And boy, you guys, if you've been around me long enough to know, if you watched any of my shows, if you followed me for any amount of time, that's my guy. Freaky Mike was my guy. I wanted him the day they, that when they, when they start talking about firing Jason, go get Mike, Mike McCarthy. Because I thought that Mike McCarthy, and I still think Mike McCarthy, is a guy who comes with the credentials, who won the Super Bowl. And I, now granted, he had arguably one of the top two, three, four, five quarterbacks in NFL history in Aaron Rodgers. That matters. That matters. Listen to what Cam Newton was saying. It matters. I know sometimes the message is blurry by the messenger. You can't get past a distracting look. But Cam was on to something. But it starts with Mike McCarthy because you are, you're complicit twice. One, that team wasn't ready to play. Which is to me, in freaking sane. That you have a playoff game, a home game, with the best road that you've seen in a long time. That's leading you to the, at least the NFC Championship game, and you don't have the troops ready? Unacceptable. Unacceptable. But also, you're complicit in this because you're the offensive play caller. And it may sound wrong, but this Cowboys team is a front-running team. They are at their best offensively and defensively when, the, when you're able to get out and score, and they're playing with the league. Now, you can say that's every team, but this team in particular. They're not a good football team when they have to come from behind. When they get out ahead of you, and they put up points, and now you're having to you're having to catch up. Plays right into the hands of the defense, and that's when that they're their best. So one hand washes the other for the Cowboys, and that offense looks it, it looked like the offense we saw the first couple of weeks of the season had no rhythm, there was no motion, had no continuity, had no flavor in it. Everything was short. The throws were off. And you did not have an answer for what Green Bay was throwing at you. There should be a bag of plays that you... And, and this, is, this is why a lot of times I tell people is, is that you don't... Um, you don't necessarily always rise or get stronger as the game goes on. You fall to your training. It's like, if I said, it's like if I sent you to boxing class for a week, one week, seven days, right? And then on the eighth day, you got into a fight. Well, what you're going to lean on is the thing that you're most comfortable with in the moments of panic. 
See, all the boxing that you learn in those seven days doesn't combat what you've done for the other years of your life. Now, when you do boxing for a long period of time, when you put the 10,000 hours in and that fight happens, you revert back to those skills. Bob and weave, jab. See the punch coming, combo. <laughs> but if you've just been there for a week, when that fight happens, you start, just, you start doing this. You just start getting them up off of me. It felt like that with Mike McCarthy. Green Bay won the, won the toss, and they said, I want the ball. <laughs> yeah, Matt LaFleur said, give me the rock. We're not letting – no, defer to the second half. Games, defer, that, that's another thing. Put on the hat, right? Defer to the second half, no. The game might be over by the second half. And in this instinct, it was. It was 27-3. I don't even know what it was. It was a blowout. 27-7, 27-7 and a half. Game's over. Game's over. Didn't matter who got the ball at half. Game was over. But Mike seemed to be shook. He seemed to be out of sorts. He seemed to be lethargic. You, the camera panned many a time to the faces of the players, your star players. And they were like, they looked shell-shocked. They looked like they were sleeping. Someone threw water on them. And they were like, oh. they looked like my man didn't get out. He was just like, oh, the tears are coming down. They looked, they looked out of it, out of sorts. That falls on Mike McCarthy. But he is not solo in this mission. No. The next guy up, it falls on is Dan Quinn. The beloved one, Dan Quinn, the, 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 the favorite, the darling of the coaching staff, the orchestrator of the defense, and you had no answer. Not only did you not have an answer, you started doing things that you have not done all year long. You started playing more zone. You're not a zone team. When I knew it was over, I thought I was seeing stuff. Thank God for the – I was watching the game on the big screen, but I also had it on my laptop. And thank God for the laptop screen because it, 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 it just – what it did was it, it – it, it, I thought I saw something, but I thought I was bugging. You know, I'm fasting, haven't had – I haven't had food in seven, in 16 days. So I thought to myself, you're bugging, Jess. You, you're seeing things. I know good and darn well that's not Micah Parsons dropping in the coverage. Now, on the big screen, while I'm watching the game at doing my pre-halftime and post-game show, I don't have the rewind option. I do on my laptop. And I said, oh, boy, I got to eat something. This is, I'm seeing stuff. Maybe I should break the fast and eat something. I'm seeing stuff. I am, I am, I'm going crazy. I know that ain't Micah Parsons dropping back in the coverage. And so I go to my laptop and I rewind the play and lo and behold, OJ Holly ain't crazy. And my vision was just fine. On third and nine or whatever it was, Third along, your best pat, arguably the best pat, not only on your team, in the National Football League. You're dropping him back in coverage? When? Who? Where? Why? What the hell? I thought to myself, I, I would have I felt better if I was just famished. That would have made me feel better. Oh, you know, you're, Jesse, your eyes are bugging. You're famished. You need to eat. Lay down. Drink water. Do something to get something because your vision is bad. But no. 
And not only were Micah Parsons back, back in coverage and didn't know who the hell to have, he didn't know what to do in coverage. He looked so out of sorts. He looked so out of position. He looked like he looked like a whale on a racetrack. Just out of sorts. Not knowing, he don't know where to turn, don't know where the strength to drop back in, don't know where the routes are coming behind him. <laughs> Pitiful. But Dan Quinn, you thought that was a good idea. You thought, you thought taking Micah Parsons away from rushing the pass on third and long and dropping him the coverage, that that was the wave? That's the vibe? You vibed yourself right into all the, staying on the field or converting the third, third down. What? I mean, they were leaving. God, communication was poor. And here's the thing about when you're when you're having to do zone and man and switching back and forth from zone to man. The biggest thing is communication. On countless occasions, you saw God at the line of scrimmage, and they're like, still the the, the Green Bay's ready to go. Like the centers, hands on the ball, guys are in their stand. They're ready to go. And you see guys still standing straight up, trying to figure out who's going where. Well, who's got what? I got him. What? We're in the wild card of the playoffs. It's one thing to have it happen once. It happened multiple times in the game. And you got caught standing around with your thumb up your butt, trying to figure out who is defending who. In week 19? Unacceptable. Then on the back end, the communication is not clear. You got, you got guys who normally don't play in space, J. Ron Curse and Donovan Wilson. They're supposed to be playing certain guys in certain space or whatever, and now they don't know if it's man or zone or zone of man or who's taking who or who's number one who's number two. And It was four about four plays where dudes were so – I mean, let me just have this legitimately. If a person has this much separation in the National Football League, we consider this wide open. We do, Tay. This is wide open in the National Football League. And college is like this is wide open. And the league is like this. If you got this much separation, horizontally or vertically, you're wide open. Green Bay, on three or four, maybe even five different occasions, had dudes wide open, and I mean there wasn't a dude 12 to 15 yards close to him. 12 to 15. Was, one time, Jordan Love threw a punt it was to the tight end. It was a punt. Like, he was running free. He had, he had a... Oh, oh, oh let, me, let me stop. Let me wait for it. Fair caught it. And it, it, he caught a punt. He caught a punt. That's how far away dudes away. No one, no gunner or jammer out there. It was the quarterback throwing a ball up to the... So Mike McCarthy, uh, uh, you you you're not compl- you're, you're not solo in this. Dan Quinn, you deserve some of this blame now. Dan Quinn, you'll probably go off and and get a job somewhere else. Now's the time. Oh, you're not as hot as you used to be. Not after that performance. The last two years, you were hot, and you could you can pick and choose where you wanted to go. Nah, my brother, you got to go, cause you won't have this opportunity again. Nah, go get that job. So now that we're done with the coaches, and when I say coaches, I list the two coordinators and the head coach and everyone that fall underneath them. And Dion had a great thing that he said. Dion said, and I know he sits on the coaches' stage sometimes, but he says, you know, we want to blame folks, that kind of stuff, that, but, you know, the players. The players. Now, 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 Dan Quinn, that's you on having Michael Parsons drop back. That ain't Michael Parsons doing his own things. But the communication part, that's a player part. That's you putting in enough time, energy, and effort to know where you're supposed to be. That's y'all. That's the group. And if we're starting at the top, we'll talk with the leader. Dak Prescott, not good enough. Not good enough at all. You get in these big games, and all of a sudden, you get small. You make the most money. You get all the credit and the praise and the accolades when you win. You got you to you bear the brunt of this one on yourself. And I don't know what they should do with you. You know, common sense that they have to keep you. You're owed $60 million next year. It's a big cap hit. It's a big cap hit. That's like 
20-something percent of the cap that you'll eat up just by yourself. So extending you is the smart move. And for all of you who are saying, you know, move on from Dak, cool. That's, you, you're, you're, you're in one of those five phases of grief. You can have that thought process. But just know you better have an answer. Because I know that some of you may say, hey, you know, but I don't want to get to the playoffs every single year and lose. That's our outcome. Cool. You won't get to the playoffs without them. Look across the league. There ain't, there ain't, there, 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 like, you're not walking into the Walmart and finding a franchise quarterback. The part about getting to the playoffs means anything can happen. We didn't think Joe Love was going to do what he was going to do. He did it. Had they not gotten to the playoffs, he doesn't have a chance. You don't know what the outcome is. Only one team is going to win it. 31 will fail. Every year, 31 will fail. So whether that fails in the first round or in the last game, 30 other one, 31 other teams will fail. Every single year, book it. But out of all 31 of 32 teams get to go to the playoffs. You only get a chance to fail in the playoffs by actually making the playoffs. So those of you who don't want to make it to the playoffs because you're saying it ends the same way, well then, I don't know what to tell you. I'll take my chances every single year. One of these years, it has to happen, right? One of them, I don't know. Which one? But I know for sure it ain't happening if they're not making the playoffs. And there are a bunch of teams who know by the time December starts, we packed up. We ain't even thinking about the playoffs. We ain't even make, they, don't, they don't even make February plans. January playoff plans because they already know. Think about it. The Giants knew two months ago they wasn't going to the playoffs. Be that fan base. <laughs> Be the commander's fan base that you know for. You ain't even got a shot. Be the you want to be the Carolina fan base? You want to be that fan base? Who you know don't have a shot in hell? Do you want to be the Jets fan base? And the list goes on. You want to be the Bears? Again, my apologies to those franchises, but you are who you are. But Dak, you got to be better. You got to be better. And this is what the part, when I say, listen to Cam Newton, I I get it. Sometimes the message is a little bit fuzzy when it comes from a certain messenger. You look at Cam Newton, you think maybe he's bitter, he's a hater, he has the, his locks are all crazy, they look like they stink, he wears the hats and he wears the ascot and he's on the cigar and his clothes are funny and whatever. He he texts in those weird uh, encrypted words. But there are managers and there are game changers. Now, I've never looked at the game manager as a bad term. Most teams have game managers. There's only a few game changers. Aaron, when he's healthy, Patrick, believe it or not, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, those are game changers. They, they are special enough to do things that make the professionals wild. And in those moments of despair, when your offense is going down, when your team is, is not on track, that's when you look to your guy, your quarterback, and you go, give us something. Don't, don't give me a speech. Don't give me a clever phrase. See, that's what Jalen Hurst was doing in Philadelphia. He was giving you, he was giving you clever phrases, and he was like, "Make the main thing the main thing." And 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 you know, is is a pig's is a pig coochie pork and stuff like that. He was saying weird stuff like that. And they're like, "Hey, bro, hey, don't the ship is sinking. I don't need a quote. The ship is sinking. I don't need a quote. I need a buoy. I need a life preserver. I need a life jacket." Captain, and you can't save me with a quote. 
You can't save me with standing at the podium and telling me, you know, this and that and the third and the standard here is winning championships. No, it's not. No, it is not. It ain't been the standard in Dallas Cowboy Nation in 28 years. It's not the standard. The standard is what you've been delivering for the last eight years. It's out early in the playoffs. Those standards that you speak of, that's not the standard. That's not, hasn't been the standard for a long time. A long time. I am good friends with two people who played in those standard championship eras. And they say, y'all don't look like them. It don't feel like them. The air isn't the same like them. The cloth in which y'all cut from ain't like theirs. So your standard can't be their standard. Can't be. That cannot be the current standard. You are the living embodiment of what the standard is today. And it's a lot of talk. And it's looking good. And it's saying the right things. And it's giving the folks hope. But it's crap. It's pure t sh Kaka. Boo-boo. That's the standard. That is the Dallas Cowboy standard. It's Hollywood. It's acting. And every single year, you guys will win. What is the EGOT? You get, like, y'all all actors. You get the Emmy. You get the Grammy. You get the Oscar. And the Tony. Because there's performances all around. There is no championship standard. It's Tinseltown standard. It is a show. For all to observe. So don't tell me that it's the standard that you guys want to live up to. No, you don't. You don't. Your standard is not those standards. I know those guys. It don't look the same. Y'all standard stinks. It's a bunch of guys who talk like the standard is, is, is championship level. There's no camaraderie. You can see it. And maybe these are just the days and the time of where we at today. But this falls on you, Dak. You got to be better. Don't, 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 don't stand at the podium and say all the right things and your nice suits and all that kind of stuff. Great. Fantastic. It ain't the standard. Not even close. Not even close. Defensively, I said in my pregame, my pregame show, I said Micah Parsons has to have legacy moments in this game, in this playoff run. Legacy moments. Regular season, you make a name uh, 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 for yourself. Playoffs, you create a legacy. Two tackles. One solo, one assistant. That's it. The lion? The most feared animal in the jungle? No. Domesticated cat. No lion. It's easy to show up and be the lion when the gazelle is wounded. But when the pride really needs, when the pride really needs for this group of lions to come together and to bring home the harvest, come up short. 
Now, I'm not the one that's going to sit here and tell you about you can't do podcasts, you can't do this and that. Listen, brother, do your thing. My, as long as you ain't off the field getting yourself in trouble, not my concern. Not my concern. Do what you want with your free time. That's yours. But just know that with every action, there's a reaction. And that we live in a world of free speech. Say as you please. You got to stand on that. I got to stand on the words that come out of my mouth. And to say in the press conference before the game that I am going to be effing phenomenal. Yeah, I'm going to be phenomenal. And be everything but that. There may be some other P words that people may use, not me, because I don't disrespect you like that. But phenomenal was not it. And that's when you want to separate. See, you want to have the conversation about, hey, Lawrence Taylor-like, Lawrence Taylor-esque. Nah. We got to pump our brakes about putting some of these young players in the conversation with some of the GOATs. Nate Newton told me, he said, I had to defend Lawrence Taylor, run and pass. LT ain't, LT ain't not not show up. His team had a loss, but it wasn't on the account of him not showing up. You want to be great? See, greatness is not a one-time thing. Greatness is a performance that you have to put together every single weekend and week out, and most importantly in the playoffs. And a lot of you who fall under the leadership of Mike, of Mike McCarthy, of Dan Quinn, of Dak Prescott, of Micah Parsons, and the list, I don't have time. The list goes on. CeeDee Lamb, you, didn't, you weren't your best. We got to work things out with your attitude and sometimes how you get in your feelings. Missing with the whole, I'm a diva, I want the bar, and all that kind of stuff. Nah, be locked in, be engaged. Tank, you were talking in third person. Hit him. Tank going to be there. Where? Aaron Jones ran for a buck 45 and three touchdowns. Where did you hit him? Where? This is therapy, y'all. Some of y'all right now are saying, yeah, Jess, I feel the same way. I get it. I understand it. And we're going to continue to work through this thing. Because there's a lot to unpack. We're not going to get it all in this show. And maybe you decide that, hey, my fandom, I'm done. Cool. Rightfully so. You have the freedom to do so. Create healthy boundaries. I learned that in therapy. Have healthy nose. Don't allow Jerry to, 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 to sell you an eight ball of hopium next year. Don't buy the key. Don't buy the half a key of hopium. Because he's going to sell it to you raw, right off the boat, right off the plane. Call it anything else you want. Just don't call it blue magic. That's what Frank Lucas said. Whether you shoot it or snort it, the hopium will be available to you. And the Cowboys have to make a decision. On where they're going going forward, whether the coaches are there, coaches say, now, now, now listen, here's also something that you have to consider. When you start firing folks, you not only fire them, you fire their assistants. Because now if you're talking about you want a culture change, you don't change cultures without changing out everybody. Most firms and those of you that are COs, CEOs, and COOs, and, and, and presidents, most people, you will understand this, when they come in and they take over a firm, when there is a, when there is a, a, a buy and there's an overhaul, what they normally do is they fire everybody underneath. Because they're saying, if we're, we, bought this, we bought this company because it was probably failing, 
And so the reason why it was failing was the people that work in it. So when we do these acquisitions and these mergers and we take over, we fire folks. Because there is a cancer that is, uh, what do they call it, metastasizing, is growing, right? That is, as, that, is, that is growing throughout the body. So now when you fire coaches, you fire their assistants as well. And now when you bring new coaches in, when you bring new coaches in, you also have to understand that there's a new philosophy that be there. And the players that are in place, while Dan Quinn, I'll use Wanye Thomas, for example. Wanye Thomas is a player that a lot of you people like, like Wanye Thomas. Think Wanye is a good player. And you're saying, give Wanye more opportunities. Give him more go around. Now, the new DC may come in and look at Wanye Thomas and goes, he doesn't fit my standard. And get rid of him. Not saying that he will, but I'm using Wayne as, 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 as a representative. And the new guy may say, not my guy. So understand, when you start liking the player that you like, the new guys come in, changes everything, and those guys are gone. But we'll break more down to this. We got all offseason now. Cowboys, packed up. Packed up. Packed up. Y'all done. Season over. Um, but there were some other exciting games this weekend. I was on point. Go back and look at my picks. I was on point. The legend of C.J. Stroud builds. I told y'all, Joe Flacco, he will have his Jeremy Lin moment. And then the clock strikes 12. And the clock stroke 12 in Houston, Texas, where he threw two interceptions. Pick six. We need to do a pick six. But C.J. Stroud, D'Amico Ryans, Bobby Slowick, who a lot of people are saying maybe this might be the guy that we need to bring over to the Cowboys. Boy, did they put on a performance, 45-14. to 14. The legend of C.J. Stroud continues. Congratulations to the Houston Texans fans. You got one. You got one in the head coach. You're probably going to lose your office coordinator, and that might change what C.J. looks like next year. Now, maybe Stolick Stoic says, you know what, not my time to go. I'll interview, but I'm good right here for another year or so. But you got one in C.J. Stroud, Houston Texans fans. Be proud. C.J. Stroud said weeks ago, months ago, he said, you know, he said, I want to make Houston Texans, fans, Houston Texans fans proud to wear their T-shirts in public. That's what he said. The young man said, I want Houston Texans fans to be proud when they put on their T-shirts or their hats or their bumper. I want them to be proud to, to say that I am a Houston Texans fan. Well, young man, you're doing a hell of a job. Houston, surround him with love. Support him because you got one. The Chiefs and the Dolphins, the Chiefs, Whooped up on the Dolphins. I don't know, whooped up on them. But they, they beat them handily up in Kansas City where it was cold, cold. And I told y'all, you deserve all that you got, Miami, because you fumbled the bag. You had opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to play in Miami where it was warm and the surface was soft and your nose wasn't running and your toes wasn't cold. But Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, Game changer. And the thing about Patrick Mahomes is this, is that now that he's in the playoffs, no matter what happened during the regular season, you fear him. Because he's in the playoffs, and you know that he's a game changer, and that he can do some things that can wreck a game, and that if you need that one play, if you need that one play, he's the guy you know can deliver to you. That's a game changer. I'm a manager. Changer. Chiefs move on. Detroit football. The Motor City, Dan Campbell, the Detroit Lions. I love this story. I love everything about the Lions. I love the story. I, I love the grit, the toughness. I love the, 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 the unwillingness to quit, to never die. 
And they went on and won that game at four field, the first playoff game they had there in 30 years? Ever? 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 Congratulations to the people of, of Michigan, of Detroit. Y'all deserve this. You did it the right way. You did it the right way. Jared Goff, they said, nah, Matt, you might come back home. Can't stay. You don't get no love back in this crib no more. This is my house. And I love when I watch the post game. If you have an opportunity, I want you to go back. If you're watching this after you get done watching my show, don't cut my show off. After you're done watching my show, go Google the post game locker room from Dan Campbell. And I forget the GM's name. Um, Brad Holmes and Brad Holmes. And you can feel the authenticity. You can feel the realness. You can feel the love and the, 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 the sincerity in that locker room. And when they gave Jared Goff the ball, they simply, uh, Dan, Dan, Dan Campbell simply said to Jared Goff, you good enough to play for us. And I felt that. I don't care what they say about you. You're good enough to play for us, and we riding with you. The Lions go on to defeat the Rams 24-23. The Steelers lose to the Buffalo Bills. Game changer. Josh Allen, 52-yard scamper. With the, they said he fake slide. I didn't think it was a fake slide. But he willed his team to win. After the game was postponed because of weather, the Buffalo Bills, another team that you said what you said about them throughout the year. I packed them up. Remember, I unpacked them, but I packed them up at one point in time. They're a dangerous bunch, and they're playing inspired football. They, they knock out the Steelers. Funny, after you finish watching my show and after you Google the locker room um, for the Dan Campbell, then go Google Mike Tomlin walking away from the podium when asked about his coach, about him being a coach next year. By the way, he came out, Mike Tomlin came out and says, uh, I'll be the coach in 2024. So, so much for him coming to the Cowboys. He ain't. He's going to be in Pittsburgh. And, uh, and the Eagles finally have landed at home. They go down to Tampa Bay and take a butt whooping to the Buccaneers. Um, the Eagles are, are done. I mean, they, they're uh, I think the Eagles now have a Jalen Hurts problem. Not that he can't play. I think people don't relate to him. I think sometimes when you stand in front of folks and you give all these quotes, because winning helps that, you can quote me to death when we 10 and 1. You can tell me all the Ali quotes and Malcolm X quotes, and I have a dream speeches and, 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 and Rosa Parks speeches. And you can quote Gandhi and 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 uh, uh, you can quote Gary V and and you can quote what's the what's the Tim Tim Robbins and all of the Zig Ziglar, you quote all the great quoters. You can quote all the great philosophers when we're ten and one. Oh, but when we lose and we lose and we lose and we lose, I don't want to hear quotes, quarterback. I want a life raft. I want to be saved. Your quotes are not saving us. Throw the out route for completion. Philadelphia has a problem at the quarterback position. They'll have all of his in to figure it out. But if they fire Nick Sirianni, guess what? Culture change. Got to fire everybody. Who knows what that brings next year? Also, um, we say uh, we have a, what's it called a melancholy goodbye. To, uh, to one of the best centers to ever play this game of football. Hasn't officially announced it yet, but announced it in his locker room to his teammates. Jason Kelsey, nine-time uh, Pro Bowl, I think six-time All-Pro center, retiring. He's done. He said, I'm out. I'm going to go do my podcast with my brother and be on my farm somewhere. Seven-time Pro Bowl. Seven-time Pro Bowl. How many-time All-Pro? Six times, seven time Pro Bowler, six time All Pro. Jason Kelsey is hanging up his cleats. Um, he tushing it. He's pushing his tushing to retirement. Don't know if he'll stay there, but salute to you, young man. Enjoy retirement. All right, that's all I got, man. Took a lot, a lot on the Cowboys. I don't have much time to get to anything else. 
I hope you guys enjoyed therapy session. I hope that you are able to understand what one of the stages of, uh, let me pull that back up, the stages of grief, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Find your stage. Get through it. That's all I got for you guys, man. Remember, don't care what it is. You achieve it, you put on the hat. You don't know what tomorrow brings. You may not have no hat to put on tomorrow. All right, man, that's it for your boy, Jay Holly. Thank you so much for being here. Like, subscribe, hit the notification button, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Mr. Fourth Along, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Fanatic Views, everywhere. Follow me. I'll follow you back. I love you guys. Uh, remember, eliminate the contingencies. I'm out!